back to On the Block with Stricken Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. We're back here on the block on 93.7 The Ticket, and we promised you Strick, but we're going to give you Nick instead because Strick didn't answer his uh, <laughs> Equal his trade-off. Yeah, Nick, are you a Husker Hall of Famer yet? I mean, you're still in school. There's still a chance, right? I'm not a Husker Hall of Famer, and I will not be a Husker Hall of Famer. Have you had some eligibility left? Day school Hall of Fame? Probably not. Probably not. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. There's nothing I can do about it, though. Well, Jake Sorensen's yeah, in the... the uh, J School Hall of Fame. Is no, it? he's not. <laughs> <laughs> My Who told God, you that? that is he ridiculous. Did. There is uh, at the J School. They still have like uh, like people's uh, pictures hanging up. There's a few Hall of Famers out there, right? So funny enough, I probably haven't been to the J School in <laughs> maybe a full year. Oh, I'm surprised they haven't asked S- me to go yet. Celebrity appearance? Why? That means nothing. You were not from here. <laughs> that actually means nothing. I kind of do want to see it, though. Yeah, yeah, like, you should. Oh, just yeah. let me know. I, Take them to I, have yeah. the, I have the key card. I can just get in yeah, I'd like 24-7. To go. I'd like um, to go sometime. It's actually pretty cool. However, yeah, I've not been there. I, I rarely go because ever since COVID hit, I've just had classes online, obviously, because of COVID. Well, then I got the job here, and in January, obviously, I started working full-time. Yeah. And so I was like... I just need online classes. Can we hear you on KRNU once in a while? No. No, never? The only Has time. So the only time I ever did KRNU was actually the semester that COVID shut everything down. And the class I was taking, it was broadcasting class. Um, they gave you a two-hour radio sh- shift yeah. every week. Obviously, like just being a normal DJ. And my shift was 3 to 5 p.m. on Fridays. Oh, that's a nah. good shift. So it, that's it's, a good that's shift. a good shift. Yeah. It's no, a good shift. I... And so I just rolled over to the J school, <laughs> and then but then I only got like four shifts in before COVID shut everything down. That's a good shift? I mean, think about the it's I mean, drive for a time. college kid. It's yeah. drive time. Oh, well, I guess in that aspect. I was saying I specifically never scheduled Friday classes. I had self-awareness. I wasn't going to go. Well, well, so, like, here's the thing. I mean, when you're living on campus, and that's the – I mean, I lived on campus the fr- my freshman year. Haven't since then. Um, Dorms? Yeah. Nice. I regret it. Anyway. <laughs> what do you mean you regret? Every freshman should live in the I dorms. Don't, I don't regret actually living on the in the dorms. I regret now looking at how much I owe. Yeah, you're going to have to pay for the dorms quite oh, a bit. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, the, the, dor- the dorms cost more than the rest of my school. Well, yeah, you live there, dude. Take out rent. I don't know from if you, paying if you, elsewhere. If you think about it, no, it like, is. It's a lot. It, it's ridiculously expensive. But it's the college experience. It exactly. Is. It is. I stand and, by and that. granted, like when when uh, like when college game day came to town, that was my freshman year, and it, I mean it was oh, a yeah. blast. I mean it was awesome. Those apartments down too, too. Like Nebraska housing is getting very cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. no, no, they're, they're, it's cool. I mean, I mean downtown is. I mean it's good atmosphere. I, I'll, I'll be happy with my my house though. Ten minutes away from downtown. Yeah. So shout out Karen, you my second yeah. second favorite station. Uh, yeah. Other than the tickets, then yeah, I, I, I wonder if they've upgraded their music because like <laughs> it's it, obviously it doesn't have like licensed music, so it doesn't have the stuff you hear on other like is it local like, stations. Is it local bands? So it's local band, a lot of local bands, a lot of alternative stuff. Nice. Um, did not know a single song that I played. <laughs> so so you didn't do any sports radio on there? No, no. My literally my first sports radio. This is it. Oh, this, this is, is it. it. Yeah, that's how I was in college too. I, I inter- really? obviously I yeah. interned with uh, DP and, and well, so when I asked 
Mark for an internship here. Not that anybody really cares. Sorry, guys. But when I asked asked Mark for an internship here, he's like, he's like, listen, we don't have a spot. And uh, they're like, let's just let's just put you in the the midday slot with uh, DP and Tom. I was like, all right, whatever. And then that's just how I kind of got started. Somebody's calling. Let's see if it's Strick. Strick, is this you? Yes, it's Strick. All right, oh, hey, hey. All right we're kicking Nick out. The then. other Husker <laughs> Hall of Famers out. Strick, we replaced you with Nick uh, because we didn't uh, contact you quite yet, but now he's out and, and you're in. How, how's it going out there? Good, good. Um, beautiful day in uh, Omaha today. Loving it. Yeah, I'm sure it's uh, pretty free. close to Lincoln. A lot. Uh, <laughs> Strick, we were just talking about the the Kyler Murray deal. It makes him the second. Uh, I mean, he's going to make the second most money behind Aaron Rodgers this year for a quarterback. Um, it's an interesting discussion because obviously he's not completely proven, hasn't won a playoff game, um, and but he's just 24 years old. Uh, there's a lot of lot of kind of takes to go back and forth on it. How do you see the Kyler Murray mega deal here today with the Arizona Cardinals? Well, I mean, that's the that's the wonderful thing about leverage, right? When you uh, when you have leverage, and and when you just look around the landscape of the quarterback position in the NFL right now, you got to ask that question: Where do you go? Um, do you do something stupid? I mean, you can really pretty much look at the Cleveland Browns and how idiotic they look right now, and 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 uh, and just look at the landscape of what quarterbacks are available, who's out there, where do you go, who who do you risk? your future on and and at the end of the day you have a guy that's a two-time pro bowler you have a guy that has um uh, won games for you taking it to the playoffs he hasn't gotten over the hump but at the end of the day that's leverage that creates leverage and and he was able to capitalize on it so now this is the part where we've got to look at whether or not their future um he's that mediocre quarterback that's going to be able to take you to the next level because now the money is going to shrink up tremendously. So what assets are you going to be able to get? What is going to happen with DeAndre Hopkins? How, how is he going to come back off of injury? Um, so you've got all these other, other pieces that they don't know about. It's, going to, it's, just, it's kind of an open-air question right now. Is he that guy? He's not even in the top ten in my book right now, so no. that's kind of scary. Yeah, it's interesting. We'll get to the top ten list that that, uh, that we saw out earlier today. Just to update, though, with Cleveland, since you mentioned it, uh, tie in with the Cardinals too. They are signing former first round pick Josh Rosen to a one year deal, maybe as backup here uh, with Deshaun Watson situation unfolding. He's spent time with five NFL teams so far. This will be his sixth. He's twenty five years old uh, and looking for a chance to prove himself. So uh, that's kind of interesting. But I did want to get your, you know, when we when you say he's not a top ten quarterback, I can understand that but i think he's kind of in that tier right I and mean, it depends sometimes we have that hard cutoff to me you know he falls anywhere between you know nine and, and 13 um somewhere around there and that's what the the execs coaches and scouts and players voted on too again i'll go through the top 10 real quick so strict you can uh you can uh react to this but honorable mention here was lamar jackson former mvp Derek carr and kyler murray the top 10 goes dak prescott at 10 9 deshaun watson 8 russell wilson 7 justin herbert 6 matthew stafford number 5 is joe burrow number 4 tom brady number 3 josh allen number 2 patrick mahomes and number one Aaron Rodgers how do you feel about that list as voted on by the players execs and coaches I mean I like that list um I've got to say that I think right now that uh Lamar Jackson would probably fit in there for me 
because of him being an MVP and and uh, you know the style of his of their play just maybe doesn't bode well for what people would consider to be a traditional quarterback. And I think that's where people find Kyler Murray. I mean, he's very active outside of the pocket. He, that's where he does well. Uh, but he struggles when he's in the pocket. So um, I guess it's also an Still there, Strick? Where he did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we're losing you a little bit there, but uh, continue if you can, if we can hear you. Yeah, so pretty much, I mean, Kyler Murray's not necessarily a traditional pocket-passing quarterback. Uh, he does a lot of his damage in, uh, outside of the pocket, uh, you know, in stepping up or sliding or, or getting outside and creating extra time and getting plays downfield. But uh, he struggles in the pocket, and so I think that's where you have to decide on what do you consider and what are the metrics you have for uh, uh, quarterbacks like Kyler Murray and, and Lamar Jackson. Um, but but that's where Dak Dick Prescott's a little bit better in the pocket. So is that what you're looking at? Are you looking at just traditional pocket guys uh, who have the ability to scramble, or are you looking for guys that have a unique skill set like them and uh, just don't consider them to be your traditional passers just because of their abilities to run? Strick, I know that we talked about this pretty extensively a couple weeks ago, and the argument that I always made was Eli Manning and the Joe Flacco and how it's kind of evolved from that, and if you don't have a top ten in some cases, top five quarterback, you have no chance of, of winning a Super Bowl. But Bach brings up the point that Kyler Murray is still 24 years old, about to turn 25 here in August. Do you think Kyler Murray can ever elevate his game up into that top 10? And if he doesn't, do you think they have any chance of, of making a Super Bowl run? I think it's going to, I think this is a, it's a major crossroads. It's going to be a crossroads that's going to determine a lot. And I think they have to make some noise now. Like, if they don't do it now, they're, they're in trouble for the next years to come because once that hits the salary cap, it's going gonna, it's gonna to minimize their opportunities in so many ways. And so, therefore, you still got guys that are raising the bar out of, you know, out of Cincinnati, still on rookie contracts probably for another few years, and uh, Josh Allen one more year or, or so. And so you've got two years before he kicks in. And, you know, obviously the greats and other, other um, great assets have moved on. Now they're in Denver, like they're in uh, Oakland, I mean, not Oakland, but they're in Las Vegas now. So you've gotten a, you've gotten a lot of different uh, assets that are elsewhere, and do they have those pieces to good in the regular season? I just haven't seen much success on, uh, for them in the postseason and uh, when they get toward the end of the season. Strick, uh, switching to a topic here in college football, I don't know if you saw it, but uh, Pitt coach Pat Narduzzi had quite a bit to say, um, not only about the, the ACC and the Big Ten and the SEC as it all relates, but also um, Mark Whipple. He called him his former offensive coordinator, a reminder who helped him win the ACC title last year. Uh, he called him stubborn with no desire in running the ball. Um, do you think that's just sour grapes, or what do you think's going on with uh, Narduzzi uh, throwing shade at his ex-coordinator? Oh yeah, that's 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 interesting. Uh, <laughs> that, that's that's an interesting dynamic that we have to uh, see what's going to happen when we uh, start this season off uh, in the not too distant future. Um, it could be shade. It could be shade that uh, kind of went for what many would think would be greener pastures. Although they're having success there at Pitt, but it 
it's not necessarily a destination place. Um, maybe looking down the recruiting spectrum, uh, I, I don't see I don't see that being an issue. I just see maybe you know there were some differences of opinions and and maybe he's throwing a little shade. That's what it seems like to me. But we'll see. We'll see how how that comes and what that relationship looks like between uh, Whipple and uh, Scott Frost. Yeah, to me it makes me feel better because it, it makes it pretty clear that Whipple was running the offense that Narduzzi kind of just gave him the full go at it. Maybe he had a difference of opinion on how it should have been run at times, but that's what we hear about Whipple is he's, he's going to run this offense, so he's already got experience doing that as the OC. Obviously, he's been a head coach before as well. Um, how about Narduzzi talking about, I mean, uh, what's got more national attention than here uh, us here in that Whipple bubble here is that uh, he said that if they had Kenny Pickett last year, it would have been worth 21 points and they would have beaten Michigan State in the bowl game and then going from there keeping in mind they didn't beat Michigan State in the bowl game he said (laughs) if that's the best the Big Ten has I think we could go into the Big Ten and win it every year um now he's he's kind of backed up those comments by saying uh that he was just sticking up for his 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 conference he said we play some darn good football in the ACC I think people forget about that um what do you kind of feel about uh about those comments from Narduzzi I think those comments come you know, on on the heels of their athletic. Uh, I mean, their commissioner trying to basically uh, coddle and penguin his way <laughs> uh, out of some trouble there in the ACC. Uh, there, there's there's still a lot of uncertainty in the ACC. What they can do, what they can keep, um, just how how upset maybe some of the teams are going to be uh, when these TV deals come down and. And they're locked into a 2036 type of uh, <laughs> uh, of contract, and so you know, obviously he's fighting for his conference. He's fighting for him to remain. Um, you know, he's fighting for his life. I mean, he's already lost. He's lost an OC. He's lost the uh, the best quarterback, and then he loses his best wide receiver. So you know, what does he have to look forward to? Uh, so that's what you know. It could be some some scary uh, just comments to try to. Uh, round up the troops and get them, um, you know, amped up and hopefully be able to make a turnaround and, and shine some light and say that we're still uh, uh, viable out here. You know what I mean? So we'll see. I, don't, I think there's a lot of, a lot of uh, wolfing right now going on. Uh, excellent stuff from you, Strick, once again. And before we let you go, uh, you will be back on the block tomorrow, but uh, let us know, uh, let the listeners know, I suppose, out there uh, what, you, what you'll be doing and uh, maybe some of the guests that you might be able to bring on. Yeah, it's, it, I'm going to be on Fall City. Um, coach Reed, who used to coach at the uh, uh, for the um, Central Eagles, a great friend of ours, Cluster and I, and uh, invited us out to a wonderful event there uh, for Life uh, Medical Centers, and and just raising money for you know just community centers to be able to uh, help out in in medical issues and, and needs. Um, and so there's going to be like Steve Taylor's going to be out there, Mickey Joseph. Uh, uh, they're going to be sending some people my way. Uh, we'll be able to pull some of them aside as they come off different turns and just have some discussion, hopefully, and, and talk a lot of uh, Nebraska football as uh, we're about almost a, what, a, a little under a month. Well, about a month away now. So uh, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. Hopefully it won't be too hot. I won't be blazing that much. <laughs> All right, very cool stuff. Thank you once again, Strick, for giving us a few minutes of your day, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, man. See you tomorrow. On the block. We'll be there. <laughs> All right. There he goes. Of course, that's Eric Strickland, the Husker Hall of Famer, longtime NBA vet, but most importantly, 
co-host here on the block. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back to wrap up the show, kind of interesting things going out there with the Miami Hurricanes. The turnover chain not coming along with the new uh, new group, the new you know Mario Cristobal's coaching tenure. He says it's not part of their culture. That's exactly their culture. We'll talk about that next coming up next year on the block on 93.7 The Ticket. <laughs> 